familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Are you a mom who's concerned about breastfeeding your baby because of your large breasts? Have you been told that you won't be able to do it? Are your fears getting in the way of believing you can successfully breastfeed? I am Cindy Hartshorn, an IBCLC with a private practice in San Diego, California. Today, we are talking about breastfeeding with large breasts. This is the Boob Group. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk. What's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva. Don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk never had to pump. Breast milk. All udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Leilani Wild. I'm also an IBCLC and an owner of Leilani's Lactation Doula Services. Did you know we've released more than 120 episodes to help you on your breastfeeding journey? Visit the episode guide on our website at newmommymedia.com to see the complete list. You can click on the episodes and listen through the website or download our free apps available in iTunes, Google Play, and Windows, and listen on the go. If you enjoy listening to our show, then please take the time and tell other breastfeeding mamas about it so we can help encourage them all. Now, Sunny is going to tell us more about our virtual panelist program. Hi, everybody. So if you're not here in the studio with us, there are some ways that you could participate in our conversation. I am also always posting stuff to Facebook and Twitter. So uh, look for the boob group there. And I usually use the hashtag boob group VP, VP standing for virtual panelist. So I'll post different questions about uh, the episodes that we're going to be recording. And I'm always looking to see what you guys have to say about it so I can incorporate that into the shows. So that's a great way to participate just uh, check out our Facebook and Twitter page great so we're going to introduce our panelists and we have Courtney on the phone Courtney hello my name is Courtney Seaton I am representing Lumina Nursing Wear and it's a really great company offering some awesome solutions for uh, mamas nursing their babies especially for moms like me who have uh, larger breasts I'm also a professional photographer specializing in newborn and breastfeeding photography. Uh, I'm 29 and live in Kansas City, Missouri. 
Um, my sweet kids are two little boys. I have a almost five-year-old Eli, and I'm also nursing a one-year-old Everett. And if you hear him today, he's squeaking along with us. <laughs> awesome. hey, thank you. And we have Jenna. Hi, my name's Jenna Conklin. I'm 36 years old. I'm a stay-at-home mom. I have a son who's three and a half years old, and I have a two-and-a-half-month-old daughter who's in the studio with us as well. <laughs> Great. Thank you. And Ruth. Hi, my name is Ruth. I am 32 years old and I'm a nurse. Um, currently, though, I'm not working. I don't plan to go back to work till January. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I have two identical twin girls um, and they're 10 and a half weeks today. Yay! Yay! <coughs> Sound familiar? <coughs> if your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Before we start today's episode, which is focused on women who are a bit more curvy on the top, we're joined by Amanda Hall from Rumina Nursing Wear. And Rumina has just announced the winner of their full-figure bra ambassador and model search. And Courtney, who you just met, is a panelist on our show today. She is their new ambassador. So, Amanda, thanks so much for being on the Boob Group. And, you know, I love that you're focusing more on full-figured women. What prompted this search for Rumina? Hi, Sunny. Well, thanks for having me. Um, the full figure bra really came about when my sister and I launched our pump and nurse line. We constantly heard over the years that full figure moms, moms with larger cup size, were really wanting a good nursing option and a hands-free pumping option. They kept telling us there was nothing out there, and they really seemed frustrated about it. And so Dawn, my sister and I, um, really kind of put our heads together and over the last couple of years have talked about it, have chatted about it, really wanting to develop something that would meet the needs of these moms. So um, for the past year about, I would say, we've been sketching out a prototype, designing the bra, and when we were ready to do our first um, run with designing something, we really needed to pull in moms um, who were on the curvier side, who were larger busted, to get their feedback and to tell us how the bra fit and what how supportive it was and how comfortable. So um, we started developing the full figure bra and kind of ran into um, the idea of doing an ambassador search where we involved a lot more moms got their feedback on the product, and we're still in that developmental stage right now. So that's really how it came about. As we mentioned earlier, Courtney is the new ambassador. So besides being on fun shows like the Boob Group, what is Courtney going to be doing as ambassador for Rumina? 
Well, Courtney has a fun role. She's going to be the ambassador, but also the model for the full figure bra. So we're flying her out later this month to do a photo shoot, and she will be the face of the full figure bra. So you'll see her on all of our packaging, marketing, all of the information. And then she'll also be chatting with moms on all of the social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, um, doing the podcast, Google Hangouts, really talking with moms maybe about the struggles and the uniqueness of breastfeeding with larger breasts, but also talking about body positivity, and um, hopefully she'll come to some of our baby events throughout the year next year so moms can talk with her one-on-one. They can listen to her story. She can listen to theirs and really connect with moms in a different way. So she has a fun role. You'll see her more. Would you say, Amanda, is, is there a specific item, a product that Rumina offers that is geared more towards full-figured women? And I, I bring this up because... What comes to my mind is the full coverage tank because I I literally use this thing pretty much daily. Anytime I I have some time I need to work out, my kids give me a little bit of a break and I can hop on the elliptical for a little bit. This is so perfect for me. After I had my twins, I was a size G and I never thought my breasts could get that big, but apparently they can. And I just love this tank because it it fit me well as a G. And now that I'm a little bit smaller because the girls aren't feeding quite as much, I feel like it's been able to adapt to my body. And, you know, I'm one of those people I don't like to wear a lot of different layers. If I can wear one shirt and accomplish it as opposed to a tank and a bra, I'll do it. And this seems to have worked really well for me as a larger size, you know, breasted woman. Would you say that that's what most larger women, you know, find as far as a product is concerned that they, you know, really appreciate from Rumina? Yeah, exactly. The full um, coverage tank is the product right now that will meet those needs. Um, It goes up to a size G. We have a lot of moms who have reached out to us and they purchased it. They're more of a size H and they love the tank top. Um, It's full coverage. Um, It also comes up a little bit higher in the neckline to kind of give you a little bit more coverage and modesty. So that way you don't feel like you're showing so much. Um, So it really allows uh, moms to be able to have a tank top that's both hands-free pumping and nursing. We're hoping that we can also fill that void for a bra with our full-figure bra. We're hoping to increase the band size with the bra, though. Right now, the full coverage tank goes up to a 40. The full-figure bra will go up to, we're hoping, to a 44 and still that G cup size. So we're hoping to be able to um, meet the needs of a lot more moms out there with the bra. Absolutely. Amanda, thanks so much for being part of our show today. And we're excited to talk to Courtney today. So um, that should be a lot of fun. (laughs) Thank you. Have fun. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing breastfeeding with large breasts. Cindy Hartshorn, an IBCLC in San Diego, California, is an expert on this topic, and she's joining us here in the studio. Welcome to The Boob Group, Cindy. Thanks. Cindy, can women successfully breastfeed with large breasts? Absolutely. No question about it. And what are their biggest fears that you're aware of? The number one concern every single person asks me is, am I going to suffocate my baby? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we know that that has happened, right? We have heard some stories, so it's not like it doesn't happen. I have never heard of a baby suffocating by being breastfed. Well, not by being breastfed, but, but because of the large breast, if a woman falls asleep. Falls asleep and roll in the baby's in the wrong place on the couch, and yeah. Well, <laughs> well, actually, I was just reading something about it on SIDS recently, just oh, this morning. One. Yeah, and they were talking about how um, the concerns of a mom cradling her baby, and when a new mom is breastfeeding, she tends to lean forward also. And if she's in the middle of the night and she's exhausted and she's sleep, you know, falls asleep, then the weight of the baby could actually put some pressure on that uh, that little oh, one. Yeah, so, yeah. so there are some concerns, but for the most part, that's rare and far, far right, far between. Right, right. It's not for breastfeeding in general. Correct. Right. So, Ruth, uh, were you worried that you wouldn't be able to breastfeed successfully? Um, absolutely. I think a lot of women go through that, especially if you're a first-time mom. Um, and with me having twins, I wasn't sure I was going to have enough to breastfeed my two children as well, too. Um, because my, my mom and my sister had difficulty breastfeeding. In fact, my sister didn't even get a chance to breastfeed at all because she didn't have uh, milk supply. And so with me, uh, that was my biggest fear, to just be able to breastfeed. But, you know, I got a lot of help and a lot of resources, and Leilani helped me a lot as well, too. Um, I think initially I had, like, huge breasts, and they were always engorged. And my two girls right now, are, are they were tongue-tied. Okay. And so that was a difficulty that we had, too, just because they wouldn't latch on very well, and I, I was just struggling with that. But um, it's getting better. It's getting better each day. So there's a lot of fears. And having larger breasts, I think it just comes naturally with having twins as well, too. So um, I was surprised that all of a sudden, like, Bam, I had large breasts. <laughs> uh, well, how about you, Courtney? I was initially concerned about just being able um, to try with my oldest. That was that was five years ago. Um, and I did have a really, um, a very successful time with it. I went nine months together. Um, I did go back to work full time after three months. So I did pump for a long time. Um, but it, you know, it was a bit of a struggle at first and it wasn't necessarily because of having larger breasts. It was just probably the same concerns that, um, all new moms face when nursing for the first time. Um, for me, it was trying to find ways to be comfortable nursing, um, particularly being large breasted and nursing in public. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 How about you, Jenna? Um, I wasn't concerned about being able to breastfeed. I I had like B cups before I was pregnant, so I never thought of myself as having large breasts. But my goodness, the tent, as soon as the milk came in, they they were like Dolly Parton. <laughs> 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 that was, and that was with my my first son, and I just I was so surprised with how big they got, and uh, and it was kind of shocking. Um, but but I was able to to breastfeed and it went well. So I think ignorance was bliss for me. (laughs) (laughs) That that, that is good. Um, Let's see. How long did it take you guys to overcome your fears or concerns when it came to breastfeeding for the first time and experiencing that with the large breasts? 
I think for me, it's it took a long time. I think it was um, at least a month or so. Now that we're they're two months old, I think it's gotten a lot better just because I'm getting the hang of things when they're swallowing and they're gulping. I'm like, oh, okay, I know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think that, Courtney, you did mention something. It's really you have to be comfortable because if you're not comfortable, then, then I'm like leaning forward all the time and trying to figure out, okay, is this working? Are you eating enough? Um, but I think it just comes naturally with time. You just really just have to take your time at it. Yep, taking your time. That's good. That's good advice. Because we can't expect to be perfect, right, in the right, very beginning. Right, Yeah, yeah. And uh, Courtney, um, did it take you very long to kind of overcome some of the fears? You know, originally, yes. With Eli, my oldest, it was several months before I was comfortable um, nursing outside of the house, even if that was with a cover so you know we didn't leave the house a lot because it was either I was stuck in the car or stuck in the bathroom which we all know how unpleasant that is and you know being large-breasted even sitting in a car nursing um I, I just was not comfortable with uh you know being in public um I think having gotten a little bit of older and and more educated in breastfeeding and you know um the roles that that plays in child development, I decided that I have just become more comfortable in it. And and now I don't have a problem um, feeding my little guy when uh, whenever we decide we need to feed him. That's good. That's good. And Jenna, what about you? I, I have a similar experience with Courtney, with my daughter, my second one. Um, her latch wasn't that great. And, and I did have big, large breasts and large areolas. And so it was trying to figure out the right latch and um, getting comfortable and, and finding strategies. So I've stayed home for at least a good first six to eight weeks with her and it was tough because I had my three and a half year old son and he was going crazy but but I was uncomfortable going out and it was painful and um so we just stayed home until I until I got it to to work managed to work around all that yeah exactly Cindy if a woman has large breasts does that mean she'll have more milk than her baby can handle not necessarily. Mm-hmm. The um, size of the breast actually is based on the fa- the fat that's in there. Um, one thing that I've noticed that these three ladies are actually saying, or well, I know at least Jenna said that she was smaller breasted, and then her breasts grew as um, during her pregnancy, and then when her when her milk volume increased. I think there's a difference in having started out with a smaller breast that got bigger because now you have this extra appendage on the front of you <laughs> where people that started out with larger breasts are already used to that extra bulk. And so I think that does make a difference in in learning how to breastfeed when when your size is, is different. But back to the back to the question, um, the ducts in your breasts are the same. And so whether you have more fat tissue or not isn't going to make the difference of your milk volume. Okay. Courtney, did you uh, have an oversupply or did you struggle with milk production? Originally with my first child, I really didn't have any problems at all. I had some concerns with latching and we actually tried nipple shields a little bit, which worked fine. Um, With Everett, my youngest, as you can hear snorting around us, um, you know, he didn't gain weight very much right after I had him, which was a concern of my pediatrician. So we thought maybe the issue was the fat, like the fatty content in my milk. Um, or it could have been a lower supply. Um, 
But I had two really big boys. Both my boys were just shy of 10 pounds. Um, so, I, you know, it, it was a concern that we would be able to um, feed him like he needed to be fed. But I don't think it was necessarily um, oversupply or undersupply. It was just, you know, time working out the, the milk the way that it needed to be. Okay, thank you. And uh, how about you, Ruth? Did you uh, have any problems with this? You know, a first-time mom, you're not really sure when your milk is going to come in. So the first few days I was thinking, what's going on? I don't have any milk coming in. Um, But it finally came probably on the fourth or fifth day that I finally got my milk supply, which apparently is normal. So, um, But then I started to have a lot of milk production, and my babies weren't uh, swallowing or sucking very well. And so it kept coming and coming, and I kept getting engorged and engorged and having a lot of pain, actually. Um, so I was pumping and pumping and pumping, and I had so much milk supply. Um, but finally, when they were able to latch, it got a lot better. Um, but I still think that there was some issues with just not eating very well. So I was getting concerned because then my milk supply was actually going down a little bit. So I called Leilani again, and I'm like, I think I don't have enough milk supply. And she told me some tricks. But when we did a consultation, apparently I did actually have enough. So I think I have more than abundance for, of milk for my little babies. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> yeah, and, and how about you, Jenna? Um, I had an oversupply with, with both my children. With my son, I did a lot of pumping because he I would overfeed him and then he would have huge these waterfall throw-ups. And, and then with my daughter, I was like, well, I, don't, I wanted to control it a little more. I didn't want that much milk, so I was trying not to pump, but then I would get engorged and it could be painful. So um, so then Leilani did help me just with expressing just a little bit. And, and I needed to express so that it wouldn't be so hard. It was really difficult for her to latch on when my breast was that hard and that engorged. So I needed to express enough to the part to the point where it would be soft enough where she could latch on and be comfortable. But, but yeah, I would spray milk all over their faces because <laughs> I, I had a fast letdown as well. And, and with my son, I was able to donate um, milk to a milk bank because I had pumped so much and just froze it all so oh that's great when we come back we'll discuss how we can be successful at breastfeeding with large breasts and what to be aware of we will be right back when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply Welcome back to the show. We are here with Cindy Hartshorn and IBCLC. Cindy, how can we best prepare during our last trimester of pregnancy? Breastfeeding education is very important, especially for for moms that may have slightly different circumstances. Either a pre- their baby winds up being born prematurely, um, in the case of twins, um, a long labor anybody who has PCOS may have problems, that kind of thing. So, so, so getting in contact with a lactation consultant prior to birth is important. They can teach you some things that you can start thinking about. Um, they can point you to some educational resources, videos, books, that kind of thing. Talk to friends that have breastfed because support from the very beginning prior to delivery is very important along the way. 
Mm-hmm. I, I agree. And I think even if they showed up at maybe a breastfeeding support Breastfe- group. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There, there are a few here in San Diego that have, that have done really well helping people. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Uh, once the baby is born, what positions are recommended so uh, they can get the best latch? Ultimately, the best position is whatever works for the mother and the baby. Nice. <laughs> 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 That's ding, what ding, it ding, comes ding. down to. Um, there's standard positions that lactation consultants like to like to counsel with. Um, football hold is a great one for larger-breasted women because the baby's then not quite... Um, maybe as as if you look at them you don't think they're being suffocated um i can tell you right now a baby will not suck and nurse if they can't breathe (laughs) (laughs) so um i personally my favorite position was side lying as my daughter got older when she was a newborn um I did the cradle hold just because that was comfortable for me, making sure the baby is up to what we say up to the table where the baby is at the level of the nipple of the breast um, to get that positioning started correctly. Large breasted women, one of the secret tricks that's not so secret, (laughs) rolling up a, a washcloth, putting it under your breast to help support the breast tissue so that it's not flopping around on the baby is very helpful. It takes the weight off. Takes the weight off. And then laid back laid back breastfeeding is a very good good way and and again as your child gets older by the time my daughter finished nursing at three she was standing upside down over the top <laughs> of me on the couch to get to where she needed to be so so try different things nothing's crazy if it works for you that's right good good um, let's see, Jenna, uh, what positions did you find that was most helpful for you? Um, when Avalyn was, was first born, so very tiny, then um, one of the lactation nurses at the hospital suggested the football hold, and that, that I liked and, and worked well at the very beginning. And I think um, just the big aha moment for me was was not bringing my breast to her mouth, <laughs> bringing her to the bringing her mouth to the nipple, and um, and I still have to you know remind myself sometimes, and and also getting my nipple to her nose, um, and then and then trying to get her to latch properly that way. So just some little tweaks in what I was doing um, really helped me. But I I'm most comfortable with the cradle hold. It's just comfortable for me, and um, and that's what works. <laughs> and Ruth, how about you? What worked for you? I think initially I did the the cradle hold because that's what I've seen and I'm used to. Um, And so I did that for a very long time. But then more recently, we've been doing the football hold, and it's great, especially if you're doing tandem nursing. Are you tandem nursing then? I am most of the time now, Um, just because it saves so much more time. (laughs) I get more sleep. Um, But when I do them individually, I still do the cradle hold. Just because for me, I just think that I can just see my baby a little bit more, and I just get to snuggle with her. Um, And that one-on-one time, but when they're tandem nursing, I definitely just do the football hold. Yeah, that works. Mm -hmm. And Courtney, how about you? I also really love football holds um, with little squishy newborns, uh, just because it was a lot more comfortable to me um, as far as being able to bring the baby to the breast, like you had mentioned. Um, now we do a cradle hold, but I like to call it a little bit of a modified cradle hold because, um, like was just mentioned, we're talking about, you know, kids standing up upside down sideways. Um, nursing a toddler is definitely a, a whole new world for me. So, um, as long as I'm not getting kicked in the face at this point, I'm <laughs> it's enough when they're sleeping with you, right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I will say that, um, I've, 
for me, especially when I had Eli, my first, learning the sideline was a lifesaver to me because I had gone back to work and was having to get up early to go to work in the mornings and to just be able to, even if it was just cat napping or co-sleeping, um, being able to, to close my eyes for a few minutes was a really nice feeling. Um, so I still now with Everett, um, you know, if I just want to lay down a little bit, then I can sometimes get him to lay down and, and nurse himself to sleep that way too. Well, that's that's good. I know that a lot of moms, right, Cindy, um, find that the sidelining is good for sidelining. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. That saved a lot of headache and hassle and juggling. Um, for me, it didn't work as easily up until about eight weeks when when the babies get a little bigger, when they're cute and gushy, like someone said. They're it's it's easier to use a hard pillow and just get them right up there. But as, as, as they mold to you and you get into a comfortable pattern, um, and the babies are self-latching. The babies are self-latching. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's, it's comfortable, especially for, you know, when you're breastfeeding for either a long time year wise or even a long time session wise, mm-hmm. it's more comfortable if, if, you know, if you've had a cesarean birth, then the baby's not laying on your stomach or, or um, you know, you don't have to hold hold your breast up and try and make sure you're not letting the baby's head fall. And, and it's a lot less juggling when you've got gravity kind of in your favor. Yeah. You know, one of the things that comes to my mind, too, is on sideline when I was doing it, not that I had large breasts, but the fact <laughs> that I could, is learning how to use without switching over to the other side. Absolutely. Rotating, what I mean, is just rotating your hip a little bit further over so you can give them both breasts and without having to actually flip to turning to the other direction direction does that make sense yes yes that is that was also nice you know in the evening when I wanted to watch tv right (laughs) 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 mommy needed time you know and and so with with having larger breasts myself it just kind of the other the one on the bottom kind of propped up the one on the top (laughs) (laughs) if that makes sense Yep, yep, it does. Sorry, yeah. everybody, picture. Yep. <laughs> a nice ver- a visual, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, how about you guys? Have you tried the sideline? I have. Um, I liked it, but sometimes it's difficult when you have one baby, then you have to feed the next baby because I really want to just sleep with one, <laughs> one, and then I have to just switch over to the next one. So having both babies on each side would be a little too difficult for me. Yeah, so. we should create like this little shelf, right? That the baby one can lay underneath it, and the other one can lay on top, and then you can feed them both. I the like same that. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of rotate around. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Uh, Cindy, what other areas of concern are there? Someone mentioned breastfeeding in public. I think it, it, that is such a personal, a personal choice. Um, I chose to never breastfeed in the car. I said, if my baby's hungry, we're eating wherever we need to be. Um, with larger breasts, it can either be a lot easier or it can be a lot more difficult, just depends again on the person. For for me, being able to raise my shirt just enough for my baby to latch and then p- tuck the shirt around, you would never know I was breastfeeding unless you were up in her business. Up close and personal. Right, <laughs> right. Um, you know, some, some mothers are more comfortable with the, with the cover over them. Sometimes that draws more attention. You know, if you're fluffing the cover and trying to get under there to get the baby in and get your bra unhooked and everything, but, but, um, 
so that breastfeeding in public is a concern, I think, for everybody, not just larger-breasted women. Another concern, again, is the, am I going to suffocate my baby? Mm-hmm. You know, um, when I counsel moms, I say, you can push your breast tissue aside so that you can still see their nose, but if they can't breathe, they're going to unlatch and turn their head. So you may be latching more, but as the baby gets older and you get more comfortable, it becomes second nature and you don't have to worry about that kind of thing. You you learn that, that mother's intuition that everything's going to be fine and they just latch and go and then they're done and they're off. Good, good. Have you guys experienced um, any kinds of difficulties with the large breast, Jenna? Um, I think the engorgement part was the biggest difficulty and when my breast was rock solid and um, and then when you have a screaming baby, it's just that um, that st- mental struggle. Do do I try to do it, and I know it's not going to be very you know work out very well, or I might be spraying her face, or do I go <laughs> hand express and or pump, and she's just going to have to sit and cry for a little bit. So, I feel like I'm always trying to figure out you know weigh the pros and cons and <laughs> which is the better way to go. From situation to situation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and with my son, um, he had those waterfall throw ups. So I knew in the morning when I woke up, I, that was when I was most engorged. And so if he woke up first and was screaming, well, if I feed him, he's just going to go throw up. So I really needed to pump some out. But then it was just so hard to be setting up my pump and get it started and wait five minutes. And then, and what do I do with him while he's screaming? And it's hard to hold the baby and pump at the same time. <laughs> so, um, so that was my biggest struggle. Yeah, and Ruth, what about you? Well, I, I think that I was the same thing as you, Jenna, because um, I I didn't actually have large breasts before pregnancy. It was just until I mean during pregnancy, and then when I had the babies, it just got even bigger. But engorgement was really the biggest problem that I had too. Was was really I just kept getting hard and hard, and, and it was painful. It was so mm-hmm. painful. Um, but it, it, as time goes, it gets a lot better. Mm-hmm. I initially was very afraid that I would suffocate the baby and I would hold with my fingers, hold my tissue and push it down just to make sure they were breathing okay. Um, and I think a lot of w- mothers do that, but I guess with time I just stopped doing that because my hand was hurting a lot just holding it there in one position. So <laughs> gotta I, I juggle, got over it. Juggle with both of them trying to hold them and push the tissue and mm-hmm. you need extra arms, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Courtney? You know, my biggest concerns, um, I actually have something called ancillary breast tissue. And um, it has, as I have gotten bigger breasts, this is something that has happened more. And I basically have extra boobs in my armpit. And I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. And it was awful when my milk first came in because it got so engorged. And basically, your armpits are just giant, puffy boobs under your armpits. Um, and it was extremely painful and having to overcome that and finding um, nursing wear that would fit and be comfortable was a huge struggle for me. And, you know, having larger breasts, you can't just go into Target and buy a nursing bra that's going to fit. Um, so finding the right, you know, the right product, Rumina really has some good products, especially now as they're coming out with the full figure line that help with that. Um, but, you know, ask her... I've kind of gotten over the engorgement of the ancillary tissue. Um, nursing in public was a big struggle for me. Um, I baby wear, and it was really, really hard to be able to get my breast out enough to be able to feed my baby without it looking like my breast is sitting on top of its head. Um, <laughs> you know, kind of finding 
Rapster, um, you know, the right carriers that I was able to feed him or just saying, forget it, and being able to get him out and, and um, being comfortable with myself enough to feed my baby in public. Thank you so much, Cindy and the panelists, for sharing your knowledge and experience with us about breastfeeding with large breasts. And for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of this show, as Cindy will give us some tips on how we can have a better breastfeeding experience in public. For more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at newmommymedia.com. Okay, it's time for a fun segment we have on the show called Boob Oops, and it's where we love to hear your funny stories about you breastfeeding your babies or pumping for your babies. And let's just say things don't exactly go the way you thought they were going to go in your head. Something happens, usually something embarrassing. This story comes from Stephanie, and she wrote this on our Facebook page. She said, the first time I nursed in a baby carrier, we were at a restaurant. I was so happy that it was working. Baby was eating. I was eating. When I got home that night, I had a huge hickey on my breast. Seems the baby wasn't latched at all. And here we were just plugging away at it through most of my meal. <laughs> Whoops. Ha ha. You know, Stephanie, that's so hard too because a lot of times I know when I'm out in public, if I think my baby is latched, I just kind of let it go because, you know, you don't want to fiddle around with it too much. You know, you feel like everyone's watching you and whatever. So I totally get it. I would have been that person too that would have just like let it go and then, you know, you get home and you're like, oh, nice hickey, right? So Stephanie, thanks so much for sending this in to us. We really appreciate it. If you have a funny boob oops, we would love to hear it. You can send us an email through our website at newmommymedia.com or you can leave us a voicemail. We would love that because we'll actually play it on the show. All you have to do is call 619-866-4775 and leave us a message. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, Parent Savers for Moms and Dads with Infants and Toddlers, and Twin Talks for Parents with Multiples. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.